Hey guys, welcome to the MI Podcast. I am your host, Marina Trujillo. We have everything between silly slip-ups and serious chats that help you all have a balanced life, growth mindset, and inner happiness. So if those are all pillars you're looking to have in your life, you've come to the right place. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's been a beautiful last couple of days in my city. I know there was like a cold front coming in, but let me just tell you, it officially feels like fall. And I know, given the state that Houston is in, and pretty much the whole world, we're just going to have like pretty hot days ahead of us and stuff. But for right now, it feels amazing. So I just wanted to start off the episode by giving a huge shout out to Mother Nature because she is doing her thing. But anyway, on that note, I want to get right into today's episode. There's really not a lot to update anybody on, so I just want to get into the episode. Um, So this week's episode was inspired by my Enneagram results. I have recently started going to therapy again, and I'm obsessed with my therapist. Shout out to her. But... An assignment, quote, homework she left me for the week was to take my Enneagram exam, or it's like a personality assessment. So if you haven't heard of it, there are nine types of personalities you could be classified into according to like a series of questions. So it's 180 questions. It took me about 25 or so minutes to do it. And then in the report at the end, it even tells you how long it took for you to complete it. In case you're interested in doing that, I will be linking like the direct link to take you to that test to just hit start. Uh, it's free. And honestly, it's very informative. It tells you so much about yourself. And for me, at least, it opened my eyes to certain patterns and behaviors that I thought I was not susceptible to or continuing. I will admit a lot of them, I had done them previously. Um, but I thought I had done, I guess, not enough self-work but a good amount of self-work on myself and my patterns to not be that kind of person, if that makes sense. But I found out, obviously, because I answered as honestly as I could, that I still have a lot of the patterns in my life that I guess I'm not really proud of. So I want to start off with, like, what is it? And it's basically a system of typology that classifies human personality into nine basic types. So that's like a Google's version, or sorry, a Google definition of what the test actually is. Um, But I wanted to start off by kind of talking about the nine personalities, if you will, in case you're one of those that likes to self-diagnose before taking the test or, you know, kind of doing more research about it. (laughs) So the first one is the reformer. And obviously, I don't know everything about each one, just because, I mean, I haven't, you know, like, identified with each one of them, so I don't get the full breakdown, but I just have a little snippet of what each one is known for, I guess. And for the first one, which is the reformer, it's the rational, idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionist. The second one is the helper, the caring, interpersonal type, 
demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. That's the one I am. (laughs) Three is the achiever, the success-oriented, pragmatic type, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image-conscious. The fourth one is the individualist, and it's the sensitive, withdrawn type, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. The fifth one is the investigator, the intense, cerebral type, perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. The sixth one is the loyalist, sorry, the loyalist, the committed, security-oriented type, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. The seventh is the enthusiast, the busy, fun-loving type, spontaneous, versatile, distractible, and scattered. The eighth one is the challenger, which is the powerful, dominating type, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. And last but not least is the peacemaker, which is the easygoing, self-effacing type, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. So as I read those, I realized that pretty much the first couple of adjectives are, quote, nice. (laughs) And then like, I would say the last trait on each one or adjective, I should say, is kind of like the challenging or like bad part to each type. So I want to talk a little bit more about mine, which is the number two, I'm the helper. And just to like reiterate, it says it's the caring interpersonal type, um, demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. And honestly, (laughs) yeah, I would 100% say as much as I kind of don't want to be certain things, I am just because I think as my, you know, years go on and I get older and stuff and I do a certain level of work on myself, I consider myself to be an evolved person that's learned from their mistakes. And to be honest, some of the mistakes that I've made have really like just marked who I am, what I do each and every day. But overall, I like to see all of the mistakes and quote lessons and just all of those things as something positive that have made me into somebody I'm really proud to be today. But ultimately, I think with taking that test, it made me reflect a little bit on the way specifically that I form relationships with other people. And of course, I think, especially because of my age and the fact that I am single, my head always goes to like love relationships, if you will, like you know, girlfriend, boyfriend type of relationships. But obviously, like we know relationships are much more than just the people you're dating. It is also like family relationships, friend relationships and all those things. And in reading how I react to not receiving love the way I want to be received or the way I want 
to receive it the way I think it should be given to me, how it causes me to react. And it was really shocking to see that I still have some patterns in my life that caused me to answer certain questions a certain way that made it very obvious that I haven't evolved as much as I thought I had. So all of that to say, if you're on defense of taking a test like this, I think do it because for me, for a really long time, I've been dating now. I've been out of a serious relationship for over two years. And I really thought that the reason for that was just because I was being picky, rightfully so, and just thinking about things in a more serious manner. And while that is true, while I have caught myself cutting people off before giving them full access to me, I've also realized that maybe the reason I think I've evolved when it comes to those types of relationships is because I haven't been in one that tests me to prove otherwise to myself, if that makes sense. So if you have not ever taken a personality test like this, I really encourage you guys to do it. My job made me take one about five years ago, and it's like a colors test. I don't even remember the name of it, but it just told you like there's four colors, like green, yellow, red, blue, I believe is the fourth one. And it tells you like your dominant color and then your secondary color. And it helps you work with people like in my school, for instance. And usually, you know, like depending on the color is your leadership abilities or your leadership desires, et cetera. We even have to submit that to our administrators just so they kind of have a better idea of who they're getting, if that makes sense, (laughs) when they're working with us. But I took that test when I was 23 years old. I have not taken a test in almost five years when it comes to my personality. So for me, it really opened my eyes to see who I really am versus who I think I am. So I highly encourage all of you to look in the show notes and take a few minutes out of your day just to do some reflection and decide what you want to do with that information. For me, at least, I'm very lucky that I'm going to get to debrief this with someone who is a professional and who can actually give me like professional advice, if you will, on quote next steps. But if you are not currently seeing a therapist, maybe get with someone who can offer you some impartial input into your results and you'll feel like whatever it is that they're saying is coming from a loving place and not a place of, yeah, I'm so glad you finally realized that you're this because it sucks all the life out of everybody around you. No, obviously you do not want to be told that because ultimately you want to feel supported, especially if it's the initial wake up call to a change that you want to make going forth. So that being said, I think the first thing you have to think about is the importance of honesty and self-reflection. I answered a couple of the questions and I should have like screenshot them when I got to that question because I don't remember them exactly. But some of the questions I think initially I was answering with kind of who I want to be or like who I want to believe I am, not really taking a step back and thinking of a time I have been in that situation. And then I would find myself going back to a lot of them because I'd be like, no, why did I put less likely when I actually do that so much? Or when I still give myself shit for this, 
so many times. So just the importance of honesty and self-reflection is something to keep in mind. Like I said, when it comes to understanding the results that you get when you take this, obviously nobody knows you better than yourself. But ultimately, when you want to talk about things with someone else and maybe you're not in a position where you currently have a professional that can offer you that kind of support, find someone who you think is going to be neutral with their comments. Personally, for me, I don't think anything could sting more than for me to be talking about the way I love and somebody says a comment along the lines of, yeah, you're a pushover or yeah, you're a bitch or yeah, you push people away from you, whatever it is. Like for me, I would even question why they're there if it's somebody who I consider a close friend. I don't know. That's just me though. Maybe I need to grow a tougher skin, but that's just me. So think wisely about who you share these results with the access you allow them to have in your life and through these results, right? Because ultimately, if you answered them honestly, you're kind of telling the person that sees this, this is like the good and bad in me. I do think it helps people understand, communicate with you a little bit better. But ultimately, if it's somebody who just, you know, always has a comment about everything to have a comment and not to empower then they're just going to bring you down you're going to tell them something negative and they're going to say told you and it's just it's going to turn into a more negative experience than a positive at that a couple of ways that for me I plan on applying these things to my life besides whatever input I get from you know the person I'm going to debrief them with is I think it's made me more self-aware of my personal growth and kind of, I don't want to use the word behind, but how wrong I was about the growth I thought I had made. And a good wake-up call for me as a person who thankfully is still single and I'm not like directly affecting (laughs) somebody else with my like possessiveness and manipulation that I tend to show when I am not being loved the way I believe I should be loved. I'm also going to work on building like better relationships. And by doing that, I mean, when I meet somebody, whether it's a friend, a possible like love interest, whatever it is, I don't think offering more of myself, offering more of the love that I have to give, which is something that my type tends to do. Instead of doing something like that, I am going to take things as is and I don't want to say run with it, but understand that the way the person is treating me is the way I'm going to be treated. And instead of manipulating them or making them feel bad for it, I either accept it or I move on. It's just that simple. And the last thing I'm going to use this for is just like to manage like my stress and conflict. I think oftentimes I get upset when somebody is not doing what I would do or kind of like being selfish because that's totally opposite of who I am and I get frustrated. But ultimately, this helps me better understand people, which in short will help me like control the conflicts and all those negative things of relationships I could have with people developing because I'm unable to accept who they are. I think if I want people to accept who I am, I need to first be able to accept 
that I cannot change others and there can't be a million M's out there in the world. So those are the ways that I'm going to be applying the Enneagram test and my results to my life. I really encourage each of you to take it. If it's not this personality test, I really think look into one that better suits you because ultimately like these tools are out there. Maybe some of you cannot afford to get professional help. I know it's like crazy expensive. I don't even know how I can afford it sometimes, but Overall, I think a lot of the times that we listen to certain podcasts, which I'm assuming this podcast is included in that, we listen for self-growth and self-reflection, which is ultimately one of the biggest things that I want to do through this platform for you guys. So finding those tools that are able to help us on their own that are accessible to us, I think are very important that we take advantage of whatever it is that's available to us. So hopefully you guys look into that. I will have the link for this test on the show notes. And I would love it if any of you take it, tag the pod on Instagram or message me with them. We can talk about them. I can give you my two cents if you want them. Sometimes it's better to talk to a complete stranger online through a screen than to debrief with your friend that you know already thinks you're possessive, <laughs> quote me. Um, so hopefully you guys go out and do that. I hope everybody has a beautiful week. I hope everybody's city, including mine, continues to show us the beautifulness of fall and bless us with beautiful weather because it is an underrated thing that changes around us that we don't give a lot of credit to, but God is it beautiful when it happens. So I hope everybody has a great week and I will see you guys here on Monday.